the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 5. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your Marge Simpson pandemic face mask funny. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And maybe those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. Before we start, I want to revisit something I said a few pods ago about supporting your local artist. Whether it's music, other performance art, visual art, including digital, poetry, writing, find an artist you like and buy some art. Like, buy some art today, right after you listen to this free podcast. Go and buy some art and support your local artist in this time of ridiculous shittiness. They need your help now more than ever. So really, I'm not kidding. Do this one goddamn thing today. And thanks. Now, today we'll talk about pillar number four of my foundation to a better disgruntled life. Don't be uninformed. So we'll be doing what we usually do, go through a few quotes to put the topic into some context, highlight what being uninformed really means and ways you can change what you're doing that is making it 100 times worse. And I'll end up with a disgruntled nugget of wisdom, of course. So let's get started. What does being uninformed look like? And how do we change? Just a quick heads up here, we're going to focus a lot on the difference between having knowledge and being informed. Is there a difference, you ask? The answer, as always, is you're goddamn right there's a difference. Our first quotation is from Daniel Burston, scholar of American civilization, if there is such a thing, and shh, the 12th librarian of the United States Congress for more than a decade. He said, the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. It is the illusion of knowledge. This same sentiment has been echoed by scholars and philosophers since we had language, but it is key to why you don't know shit. You only think you do. Next, we'll go back a few centuries to John Locke, philosopher, physician, and an influential Enlightenment thinker referred to commonly as the father of liberalism, though Maury Povich hasn't got his paternity test back yet. Still, we can infer. Anyway, he said, reading furnishes the mind only with the materials of knowledge. It is thinking that makes what we read ours. I'm not sure if I really like the ownership angle, but the movement of information to knowledge is the key to this one. And lastly, let's jump back to more modern times, an incomparable Isaac Asimov. Asimov wrote or edited more than 500 books, both fact and fiction, and was also a professor of biochemistry at Boston University. Go Terriers! Asimov said, Your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while or the light won't come in. This is key to making sure you update your knowledge and don't rely on your old drunk uncle's mid-century information to decide if you should buy that Edsel. 
Spoiler alert, don't buy the fucking Edsel. So, what does it mean to be uninformed? This is a tougher question than do you want fries with that? It really depends on who you are and what you're doing. It's extremely situational, just like loud burping is fine in a sports bar, but maybe not so much when you're in that job interview for a manager at fucking Pottery Barn. So if you're, say, a mechanic, you should definitely know what model of ladder you're working on. But maybe understanding chicken sexing isn't uh, so high on your list of things to know. But it's more than just knowledge, because you can't know everything. But if you live in this world, perhaps you should have some specific skill-related knowledge, as well as some general social knowledge, and also the knowledge that there are things that you don't know. So what does being uninformed actually really look like? Firstly, you absolutely have to know that if you read something somewhere, anywhere, but especially on social media, it may not, in fact, be true. Yes, you heard that correctly. Not true. And here's the real kicker. It's easy to find out if it's a piece of ox feces stinking up your rant. It's called internet research. You know, the same place you found the lies in the first place. But here's the thing. The source is everything. As an example, let's pretend you're looking for work and you have two job opportunities. One is the assistant manager at a pottery barn, and the other is the weird guy down the street who wants you to come by about once a week and mop up the human blood on his garage floor. They pay about the same, they have the same benefits, and neither one is a union job. Which one do you take? Hmm. So now, Apply this same process to other information you incoherently ingested, like whether or not public health requirements during a pandemic are a violation of your constitutional rights. Hint, they're not in any goddamn way. And the guy who says they are wants you to mop up his fucking human blood. This is how you weed out the shitty sources and find better ones. Do this. Also, on the other side of the coin, don't make assumptions about information and then spread those around. Either you know something or you don't. By spreading ideas that are beyond your scope of knowledge, and let's be completely honest here, that's a pretty fucking big suitcase we're talking about here. You are misinforming others who, like you, are too lazy to find out if what they're saying is even true. So why is this bad? It's bad because once the misinformation is out there, it's like the worms out of the can thing, or the cat out of the bag thing, or the horse out of the barn thing. Just pick an animal and a container and work with it. Research by Stephen Lewandowski, professor of psychology at the University of Bristol, states that the fundamental problem with misinformation is that once people have heard it, they tend to believe it and act on it even after it's been corrected. But it's both the believing and the repeating that's really a problem. 
2019 study done at MIT by researchers Aral, Roy, and Vashugi found that falsehoods are 70% more likely to be retweeted than the truth. So to recap, you read the lie and you tell it, and other people are more likely to repeat it, and then it's difficult to correct. You can see the tsunami of the problem here, all because you're a lazy thinker. Not stupid necessarily, just lazy. Or both, I, I can't judge. Up to this point, I've kind of talked about passive misinformation. The stuff you can casually say that you didn't know about. But there are those out there who, I don't know, because of bad parenting or plain malicious intent or possibly lack of leafy greens in their diet, purposely spread misinformation for fun or profit, sometimes both. We do have a tag for people like this. We call them dicks. Also, please don't be a dick. Misinformation in this form can lead to all kinds of negative consequences like violence against minorities, vaccination hesitancy, and shaming your stupid drunk uncle at the barbecue because he's absolutely convinced that QAnon told him the person who asks for ketchup and mustard on their veggie burger must run a human trafficking operation, possibly on Mars. Although good for a laugh, not so good for, you know, civil society. Don't be your stupid drunk uncle. So now let's talk about how you can make a change in your life and use information that makes you look smarter, allow you to function as a human much more smoothly and can give you a clean blemish-free complexion. Okay, I'm totally lying about that complexion thing and it really doesn't matter anyway, your face looks fine. So firstly, I want you to realize that none of us knows everything. Once you understand that, everything else is easy. Well, except mopping blood off concrete. That's never easy, but practice helps. Should have taken that pottery barn job, just saying. But really, if someone says something that sounds really ridiculous, something you've never heard before, it's completely okay to not believe and repeat it. If someone asks you a question about a topic that you know nothing about, answering with, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about that, is a perfectly reasonable and acceptable response. If the information or question brings up a topic or topics that may interest you, go and find a reliable source and learn about those. That's the coolest part about being informed. You get to learn things like actual knowledge. This is the stuff that makes you a better person. Yeah, yeah, I said that. I'm, and I'm surprised that something so positive came out of my lasagna hole too, believe me. Secondly, and this is more work-related than anything, always be prepared. Now, I know some youth organization out there probably has a copyright on that phrase, but it's absolutely a correct phrase. If you're going into a meeting, review what the meeting is about. Know what was discussed previously. Have an idea about where it's going. Don't be that fucking Jimbo guy at the end of the table with his eye heart schnauzer's coffee mug who can never answer a question and always gets you to do his fucking spreadsheet updates. Participate, have questions, have answers, and don't eat the last timbit if you've already had seven, Jimbo. This makes everyone's life easier, even yours.
And finally, just be curious. Don't take everything at face value. Get out in front of it and get some real information. Make sure the people you go to for answers actually know shit. Realize that not inf all information needs to be some kind of an Area 51 level conspiracy story. And understand that just knowing actual day-to-day -day truth is far more interesting than international intrigue and espionage. You are not James Bond, so stop trying. Just be a better, more informed version of yourself. I know, baby steps, but you have to start somewhere. Just be curious and dig around. Also, learn a language or a musical instrument. It'll keep you busy. It'll help you to not be so inclined to, you know, pretend you know shit. Just throwing that out there. But really, learn, learn something. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget of wisdom in a moment. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and some other platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. And yes, you know my disdain for the required www by now, Jesus Christ. Also, please follow me on Twitter, at LifeDisgruntled. There's a link on my website. And you can still ignore my link to buy me a coffee if you want. But I have to say, someone bought me a coffee. So there's that. I'm not saying keep up. I'm just saying, you know, it can be done. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. It's been said that if you can dream it, you can be it. But of course, that's a lie because I dreamt I was King George once. But dreams can be inspirational and they can inspire you to achieve great things. Unless, you know, you dream that the world ends in a nuclear Armageddon, which also happened. But I guess what I'm saying is you can change the world if you dream about achieving great things. And then, you know, you become King George or radioactive or something, whatever. I don't know. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects, as always. And thanks again to Neat Nick for the visuals. And thank you for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. <laughs>